0: now it's time for Rod and Reel Radio with your hosts, hop-along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes to chase trout, crappie, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio, brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway in Maine or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck, or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand-name tires at competitive prices, remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours of radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now, here's
1: your host, Hop Along John Cassidy. And Southern California, a very good Sunday evening to you. I am your host, Hop Along John Cassidy, and we want to welcome you to the last live show of 2015 for Rod and Real Radio. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. We know there were some great football games. On today, boy, were there ever some good ones! A lot of upsets, and there'll be a good one on tonight. But uh, take the next two hours, turn on to Ron Real Radio because we do have a good show lined up for you tonight. And let me tell you just a little bit of what's in store for you. First, we're going to have on Captain John, guest from Faith Sports Fishing. John was involved in a project with H and M Landing, where a young gentleman from uh, Ober- Oberlin, Ohio wanted to come to San Diego and do a bunch of things. And Captain John Guest and H&M Lightning were a very big part of it. So we're going to talk about that situation uh, uh, this evening with uh, John Guest. Uh, later on, too, then, we're going to have the president of the board of the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame and the host of Tight Lines with Samuel Lee, Mr. Samuel Lee. He's going to talk about the inductees into the 2016 Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, and we're going to talk a little bit about maybe the Bass Master Classic and some of that weather that's been hit, hitting the southeast, so that should be interesting. And then to wind it up later on the, this evening, we're going to have Captain Frank Ersetti and Frank's going to be with us to give us an update and the last report of the year on how the fishing conditions are off our Southern California coast and talk a little bit about how H&M Landing has... Uh, Uh, been doing. So it's a good show and uh, we want to get on with it. But before we do that, Stan Vandenberg is with family in uh, Texas. So Stan, we hope you're staying high and dry because we know there's a lot of really inclement weather going through that area. So I hope you're spending a good holiday with your family. But with us tonight is also Miss Wendy Toshahara. She is the national sales manager for Iserline and also many other fine products in the fishing industry. Wendy, good evening to you, ma'am.
2: Good evening to you. I don't know about fishing, but I have been uh, clamming today, and I'm on my way home.
1: Was it a uh, a hot clam bite, uh, uh, Wendy?
2: <laughs> it was a hot clam bite. I got I got my limit in 20 minutes.
1: Man, well, I know you go uh, you you go fishing up towards the uh, 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 the Santa Barbara area and everything. Uh, were there any remnants of that big fire that they had up there that you could see?
2: Uh, no, I couldn't see any. We actually, I actually was going to go tomorrow, but they closed the freeway, so I wasn't able to go. So I went today, but I didn't see any remnants of it at all. It looked pretty clear, and, and it was okay. Well, hey, you hey, know what, John? Uh... I, I, I have to say... Before we get started, I, I want to wish David Sackow, my best friend, Lori, her husband. He got into a motorcycle accident uh, two days ago and oh, is yeah. laid up in the hospital right now. He had surgery this morning, and uh, I just want to say hello because I know he's listening. Get well wow. soon, David.
1: David, yeah, for sure. Get so, uh, well uh, soon. Also, we want to send out best wishes to Jim on the UniButter Butter staff. Uh, Jim is in the hospital, and uh, I understand he had a couple of stints put on, but uh, he is uh, uh, going to be just fine. And, uh, Jim, we wish you the very best, and we hope uh, everything is going well for you. All right. Hey, Wendy. Boy, he is just off the road. I hope we've got everything squared away. Let's bring our first guest on because just this minute, he walked through the door. You've been running back and forth on the freeway. It's our first guest, Captain John Guest. Captain John, how you doing, sir? Uh,
3: doing good. Doing good, Hoppy. How's hey. everything?
1: All right, all right. Man, thanks a lot for making the trip to be here. Uh, uh, you were only, uh, you know, 15 seconds from being a no-show.
3: I was uh, only hitting the high
1: spots. <laughs> well, all right. I don't know. Did we lose Wendy there, uh, Jorge? I'm here. I can hear you now. Okay. it was probably me. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Hey, John, you know, I brought you on. You're the uh, skipper of uh, 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 Faith Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but you were involved with a project here for Make-A-Wish of Ohio that H&M Landing and and Faith Sports Fishing was involved in. Tell us a little bit about that project, will you?
3: Well, I, I actually just happened to be there when they called. Um, uh, they called looking for, uh, they were wanting some discount tickets or something, and I, I, I just heard the phone call, and I, and I told them, I says, look, let's uh, let's do it. And, uh, you know, I offered them 50%, and then when I thought about it, I thought, well, you know what? And I called them back, and I said, your money's no good. Let's go so wow did it
1: <laughs> that was great now That's what it awesome. was tell us a little bit about who called you and what the circumstances um were.
3: this lady marcy called me from ohio and um was telling me about the kid kyle riggs and um he's had uh i found out he's had 14 chemo sessions and um you know, bottom line, the kids just, grace of God, the kids alive. So uh, it was, and he had his mom and his sister was all there. And uh, they came out and uh, got on the boat. We we went out and had a
1: fun day. It was his desire to come on out here and tell us about what his wish with the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Ohio encompassed.
3: Um, he wanted to uh, uh, to go to the zoo. Um, he wanted to see the zoo, the safari park. Uh, they did SeaWorld, They did the uh, uh, the Scripps Aquarium. And uh, he wanted to catch a. Uh, um, he I, I, he's a big uh, Chargers fan, and he wanted to catch a, a game. They tried to get him into the game, but uh, something got you know messed up in their. F- Flight plans or travel plans, and uh, he, he got here a day late for the game. Well, that was
1: a depressing game, anyway. You didn't want to set him <laughs> back, uh, so, <coughs> so uh,
3: yeah, yeah. We were we were trying to be on a positive note. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so Kyle comes on out here, and you are uh, with Faith, Faith Sports Fishing and H and M Landing. You're uh, happy to accommodate him to take him out fishing, but a few other people's stepped on up to, and helped enhance this young man's wish.
3: Yeah, I made some phone calls after talking, after talking to him back there, and um, um, I called uh, Toyota Vescondido, my, my, my ex-boss, and Toyota stepped up to provide food and uh, 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 fuel. They offered to pay for the fuel. I uh, called Everingham Brothers Bait Company, and uh, Everingham stepped up for the bait, so we had uh, uh everything covered. I I called the Chargers and explained to them what was going on. And um uh, the Chargers uh promised me that they would uh you know swag him out even though he missed the game. They were going to they were going to do something for him. So I haven't heard about that yet, but uh everybody stepped up. It was it was pretty amazing. Everybody stepped up.
1: Well, you know, the thing that I was impressed with is that also you made uh, a call to the California Department of Wildlife, oh. and that was an interesting call too. And tell us about uh, uh, those fine people there. Uh,
3: actually, uh, uh, I believe that Katrina at H and M made that call, and uh, I tell you the, uh, we well, almost hate to say it, but uh, Fish and Wildlife just got a little of my uh, respect back. They uh, they want we wanted to see about getting uh, some type of discount. Uh, Fishing license or, or a donated type fishing license for, for this kid and his family, but they said they could not do that. They didn't have any kind of program for that. So, what they did was within the licensing office there at Fish and Wildlife, they all, all of the people who work there, all pitched in and paid for the family's fishing license, which I thought was pretty cool. That's
1: pretty cool. cool. That, that, was pretty cool. That, that is pretty super. So tell me a little bit about uh, Kyle's adventure aboard uh, Faith Sports Fishing. What did you guys wind up doing? Uh,
3: we've, we we stuck our nose outside. It was not fun. Uh, it's been, you know, when I knew he was coming, and I've been watching the news. This is like small craft warnings. Gale force winds. And on, and Coast Guard's on the radio about every half an hour. So mariners who do not have experience should remain. Oh, oh, my God. Here we go. So. We went out and fished a little while. The bass, the you know, little bass, calicos were biting. Some sand bass were biting. Some rockfish, mackerel, of course. And and uh, but it was it was it was pretty gnarly. So we uh, we turned around and came back inside the bay. Had finished up the day inside the bay. There fishing by the bait receivers and inside the bay we got uh, undersized halibut and more bass and uh, rockfish inside sculpin. Uh, Uh, sand bass, spotted bass. Um, it, It was actually, the bay was actually pretty good fishing. It was fun.
1: Well, the bay has been good fishing. We'll hear that later on from Captain James Nelson. But, you know, tell us, what was behind this young man's desire to, of all the things he could have done and places he could have gone, he wanted to come to San Diego?
3: He he mainly I, I he mainly wanted to see the zoo because he, he made the comment that um, you know the San Diego Zoo is the I mean you know there's nothing in the world that compares to our zoo here we, we man we've we've got the zoo that's it it's the kind and he really wanted to see the zoo so um, they set him up with the zoo and the safari park and all of that and uh, you know while he was here. He, uh, you know, they wanted to take in some other local activities here. And, uh, you know, the Charger game, which you know, he missed, but uh, they were going to get him into that. But, well, uh, yeah.
1: That was all right, though. That, that yeah. worked out okay. And he had a chance to go out on a legitimate sports fishing boat, which the, the faith is this was not some type of a, a rinky-dink thing or anything like that. There was a full-blown... Uh, saltwater adventure and and how did he take to it uh, had he ever seen the ocean before
3: um uh, actually he had but uh, he'd never actually been on it he had, he had seen i, I guess his uh, uh his family had been out before um up north in washington i think he said but uh they had never actually been out fishing and um uh it was it was most interesting is uh, you know real good people they they i mean a kid you know a kid was really cool he was he he was getting to me because he was everything is yes sir no sir you know just a really really nice kid this guy i mean he was just i mean he, he was uh nice kid that's that's all i can say real nice family they had, they had a good time, I think.
1: Well, I know it, it was a few weeks ago you had called me about uh, Kyle coming here, and you were kind of going, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get people to move on this thing and get this done and that done. But, uh, John, it, it seems like uh, you did one heck of a job. And, again, who are the people that you have to thank for making uh, Kyle's wish to, to have a full-blown experience in San Diego really come true?
3: Well, of course, H and M Landing, Katrina over there. Everybody over there at the H and M Landing office was actually really nice and, and getting out. Catherine Miller uh, 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 did uh, a lot of press stuff and, and kind of some organization. Of course, California Department of Fish and Wildlife, Toyota Vescondito, Everingham Brothers Bait Company, and of course, Faith Sport Fishing. Wow. So, yeah, everybody
1: stepped up. It was pretty cool. Oh, that is great, and it sounds like you had a a great uh, experience. Now, you know, uh, we're going to talk about this a little more, but Faith Sports Fishing. Tell us a little about, Bet Faith Sports Fishing has been around for a little while. It's kind of come around the horn in a way. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. Yeah, Yeah, tell uh, tell uh, us a little bit about uh, Faith Sports Fishing. uh,
3: Faith, I got started. Uh, bought the, well, I bought the boat in 2004 and been working on it. And we decided that uh, to bring it back up to San Diego for the for the tuna season last year. Uh, kind of slow now. This year we've gotten in with H and M Landing. Uh, this past season they've been they've been doing real good for us. Uh, hopefully we've been doing real good for them. Sure. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a it's a real good operation, and I'm 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 real happy to be. Involved with them, you know, they're they're they they oh, how can I put it? They don't leave any stone unturned. They're very thorough about everything they do. I mean, right down from making sure that you know, it's kind of funny. You pull into the dock, and they're making sure that everybody's checked in, got licenses, the boats, this and that, and and it's it's a, it's a good organization down there. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be with them. Proud to be with them. Well, John, and I'm you also, know
2: what? I have to say, we're happy that you're back.
3: <laughs> ah, thank you, Wendy. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time in Mexico, I'll tell you that. Well, yeah. that's for sure.
1: You <laughs> you have had your ups and downs there. I, I remember uh, you were ready uh, to launch uh, 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 a big adventure there, and a hurricane came along and kind of scuttled you a little bit, uh, set yeah, you a little bit
3: back. To say the least, yeah, that, that cost us the old boat there that uh, we had to start all over again, basically. All right. So I'm, I'm kind of back now with this boat. I'm back where I actually started with the Tomcat at H&M. So it's kind of come full circle
1: in a way. Hey, we're speaking with John Guest from Space, uh, Faith Sports Fishing. We're going to take a break right now. Wendy, John, and myself, we'll be back after these commercial messages.
4: Wow.
5: Adventures. Call today HM Landing 619 222 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 or hmlanding.com.
6: 2015 and 16, quantum fishing's gone and done it again for you. With the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters. The PTA design has new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or Angler'sArsenal.com or give us a call at
1: 619-466-8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original Balloon Fishing Clip System, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King Clips and Balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to BalloonFisherKing.com for further information.
0: It's a big deal. You know, I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Live.
3: <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial,
7: but now I know I've made it. i fulfilled my dream.
1: That is just absolutely awesome. And Southern California, welcome back to Rod and Wood Radio. Wendy Toshara is with me tonight. My special guest in studio here is Captain John Guest from Faith Sports Fishing. He's going to stay along with us. And now, though, it's time to speak to the voice of PFO Radio and uh, also other broadcasts throughout Southern California. You can tell we're kind of uh, uh, running around here trying to get everything squared away. But we've got Phil Friedman with us with What the Heck is Phil Thinking? Phil, better yet, where the heck are you?
8: Hey, John and Wendy and everybody. It is really great to be with you all. Believe it or not, I'm sitting up in the bow. It's a little chilly up here, but <laughs> sitting up in the bow of the Pacific Islander looking at the lights from Oxnard, California, as we're coming back from a great, fabulous day fishing with 30 wonderful people that we got to spend a few precious hours with at San Miguel Island. And, wow, John, what a trip it was.
1: Well, uh, uh, before we get started, Phil, I, I think you know uh, Captain John Guest, do you not? I do, John. How are you, my friend?
3: I'm good, Phil. I'm good. Watch that bow, man. It gets cold up there.
1: (laughs) You're not
8: kidding,
9: man. I
1: got lots of padding, so
9: I'm okay.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, since you were out all day, Phil, uh, tell us, do you have a report firsthand to give us on how the fishing was out there?
8: I do, John. I'll tell you, it was as, as if the Red Sea parted for us, because as we're rolling in here now into Oxnard. Uh, It's pretty windy, and there's a little bit of a swell and wind wave. It's getting a little bit up again, it looks like to me. But I will tell you, last night when we left, there was no wind. Maybe three knots, five knots, something like that. And we had a summer-like day. Well, maybe maybe I'm stretching a little bit. But, I mean, it was really sunny and warm. I never put a jacket on. And the seas were absolutely flat calm. And the rock fishing up here... Well, I mean, I don't know where to start. It is so prolific. It is so good, the variety, the quality. And when you're fishing on board the Pacific Island, you're out of Channel Island Sport Fishing, I've got to hand it to their crew, from Steve Virtue, the great skipper, to Brian on deck, to Laura and Robert, Robertson on deck, and Laura's in the galley. They, they just do a great job. Now, a variety of fish were caught, as I said. Big old sheep's head won the jackpot. Guy caught that on some strip squid. But we also had chuckleheads and reds and a lot of lingcod, and we also caught several other fish, including big white fish, and it was just as good as it could possibly get. Some guys fishing the two-hook rig with all oh, 12 to 16 ounces seemed to be about right. We were fooling around out there in 240 feet, 270 feet of water, and for whatever reason, that deeper water stuff was biting, but when we went into the shallows, that's when it got good, and I love that kind of fishing, John. Little jig is what I use. Patrick and I, you know, with Patrick up there at San Jose State, I don't get to spend as much time as I like, and him and I sat up in the bow, and it was every single cast. I was using the Assault Jig by Ahi, and it was phenomenal, wide open. You just jigged it a few times, or you could even drop it down at the bottom and yo-yo it. In other words, just grind on it, about 10 cranks, and if you didn't get bit, you'd get bit on the fall again. Patrick was using a flat fall jig by Shimano, and I got to say, those things both performed. We were trying a little contest, see which one would win, and we didn't come out with a clear winner. They both performed really, really well. Great big fish. Joaquin Espinosa is here, and of course, he's our co- my co-host on our Spanish radio show, Aventura Salari Libre, and he brought his father along, so we had father and son, and we really just had a great time, but... The weather was perfect, and the fishing up here is phenomenal. And i gotta, I got to tell you, John, you know, we've all been on boats where the crew's not up to par. They're not the most polite. And then we get on those boats, and there's a lot of them where the crew just bends over to go out of their way. And this is definitely one of those boats, the Pacific Islander. I love this rig.
1: Well, tell me, on those assault jigs and then also on those... Uh... Flat falls from Shimano. What size jig were you using to fish in what depth of water, Phil?
2: We were
8: fishing like a six-ounce, uh, about a six-ounce. Patrick may have had one that was a little lighter. His flat fall might have been a little lighter. I had like a six-ounce, and that was working phenomenal. You'd get right down, and uh, pretty much, you know, you'd get bit on the sink. And the, um, the assault jig that I was using, I just took it, you know, and Patrick had the flat fall, so I go, oh, I'm going to have a flat fall now, too. So I just took it. And I bend, Ben Hong from ProMart showed me that when I was in his office about two weeks ago. And you just bend it, and then you've got, you know, a flat jig that's going to fall and make those kind of erratic kind of motions as it sinks right. down to the bottom. And it worked like a charm. It was just instant. And, man, that's fun stuff because, you know, in 75 feet of water, you're catching limbs that are pretty hot when you get them up to the surface. They're pulling line. You feel the head shake. And even when you're catching... You know, copper rockfish, fish, more commonly called uh, chuckleheads, catching those. They're they're pulling. You can feel the head shake and really, really good stuff. Jackpot fish, um, I'm going to say probably 16-pound sheep's head, as I said. Scott Bucher from Corona Del Mar came along with us also. And Scott had the jackpot locked up, so he thought. Early Uh on in the day with about a 15-pound sheep's head. But a late fish was taken, and uh, it was beautiful, just a really gorgeous big goat. And those fish, the goats, mostly on the squid, the the jigs, just as full speed as you could possibly want it, and a real, real blast. I, I'll tell you one, I, Steve Virtue goes to me as I was walking by the wheelhouse, he goes, man, there's a really nice nugget under it. Get on this. So I ran up, grabbed my rod. Patrick grabbed his. I go, first, up wins. So we cast, and Patrick gets the bird's nest. Then I go, ha, ha, you're dead. So I get to the bottom. I take a couple of bounces off the bottom, nothing. And all of a sudden, I look at him, and he's bit halfway down to the bird's nest. It winds in a nice big fish that was way up the water column. Another couple of things of interest, John, there were times when you looked down in the water and could see literally hundreds of red crabs. And a lot of the fish, um, oh, man, 70% would come up, and they would have red crabs that they would be spitting out See those things everywhere. So, I mean, it's it's cold up here right now, and to look down in the water and see red crabs, it, it seems counterintuitive, but they're here, and and you know that says a lot about what's going on ocean in our oceanography this 2015. It probably oh, that's has cra- something That's always coming Hi, in 2016.
1: Also, go, go on, Wendy.
2: Hey Phil, on on the Aki jib, I like using those. Um, ben gave me a few of those, and I. One I really like is the glow-in-the-dark
8: one, but also that macro pattern one. Which one were you using? John, I could barely get that. Do you mind repeating that for me? Yeah,
1: yeah, on that uh, uh, jig that you were using, Wendy likes the uh, glow-in-the-dark and the macro pattern. Uh, what pattern were you using?
8: Yeah, I, I've seen those, Wendy. I'm with you on that. I was actually using, uh, and both of us were using the sa- sardine pattern, and it's funny because uh, Steve said we'd be catching a lot more lingcod today. We caught, you know, several lingcod, but he said we'd be catching a lot more if we, uh, had sardines. That works really, really good. So we broke out the sardine colored, uh, patterns and, uh, shoot, Patrick probably had nine lings. I probably had ten lings. Um, not, most of them were short fish, but I mean, they were all over that thing and I love that. The, the pattern, I know the one Wendy's talking about, that mackerel glow-and-dark is awesome, but the sardine performed admirably today. It really worked really well.
1: Well, you um, know, this is the time to go out and start getting those bottom fish, uh, Phil, because we've got the, uh, the closure of the season happening uh, uh, just right at the beginning of the year.
8: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's uh, another week or so to go here before the closures take place, so highly recommend you take a look at the weather and see if you get a window opportunity. I always feel so bad, John. Uh, about three days ago, I don't know if you saw, but I wrote on our blog, you know, hey, window, we- uh, the the a uh, window a weather window is opening up for our trip on Sunday. And, you know, the last thing I want to do is try to forecast the weather because you know the trouble you can get in there. But I mean, I read it and I got it from several sources. It looked good to me, and I just like don't want people to think, oh, you know, he's trying to get people on his trip. And I'll tell you, it, it was beyond my wildest imagination what, what went on today. It was flat, calm, gorgeous, beautiful weather. Beautiful. Sunny, warm at times. And the fish on several of our drifts were just absolutely wide open. Incredible fishing.
1: And with the red crab out there, man, I'm, uh, that excites me. Uh, I've got a trip uh, planned to go out on Thursday. I'm going to squeeze every little bit I can get out of my 2000. 2000- 15 fishing license and then also try to hit the last day of the uh, uh the season and uh if you have the red crab up there i know that where we normally fish off that hard bottom in imperial beach i look forward to there being some good fishing down there too
8: oh man. That, that sounds really good and i intend to squeeze out a few more drops of mine tomorrow morning fishing the surf down at surfside i'm with you on that hey yeah, i did talk to a guy and something we're going to do here real, real soon, John. There's a guy on here, Dan Anderson, really a prince of a guy. He actually pitched, uh, played for uh, an Ensenada baseball team, semi-pro team, and he uh, was.
1: What? Was he now? <laughs> Boy, I hope, Phil, John, I hope Phil didn't fall off the bow of the boat. Yeah,
3: huh? <laughs> Wave!
1: <laughs>
10: Well,
1: <laughs> hey, that's what happens with uh, uh, live radio, folks. But uh, uh, John, you were out there, and uh, have you had a chance to do any of the bottom fishing? I know uh, we'll talk more about the pelagics, but uh, have you taken advantage of any of the bottom fishing?
3: Uh, some of our half and three quarter day trips, we've been out. Uh, uh, we go down and fish, fish the IB, the pipe, and uh, drop off there in front of uh, in front of the bay, San Diego Bay. There's been uh, uh, f- uh, fishing has been just generally good, just good fishing, you know. Uh, uh, miscellaneous. Uh, um, uh, we were fishing. Uh, we were fishing a whistler, um, link up uh, red. We got reds right there. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it, it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's been good fishing this year uh, for everything. Bottom fish, surface
1: fish, everything. And yeah, that's one of the things. You know, last year.
3: What?
2: Last What's that, year, Wendy? Didn't we ha- Last year, didn't we have yellow spell around the Coronado Islands in December, January?
1: Yes. Yeah, we had Did- that. And, Wendy, if you recall, it was the middle of December. We were talking about that bluefin bite off the Cortez and the Tanner Banks. And I got a feeling they're still there, and John's nodding his head. Hey, guys, we're going to take a break right now. Phil Friedman, I know you're listening to us. Thank you very much for your report, and I hope you can get back in where it's warm. We appreciate it. Stan uh, is on uh, vacation. Wendy's with us. John Guest is our special guest here in uh, the studio. You've got Rod Reel Radio on AM540 and at rodreelradio.com. Stay tuned. Next, coming up for the California Shore Report with Captain James Nelson. We'll be back after these messages.
4: tuna hooks, ring the hooks tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu Hooks at your favorite tackle store now. My angler H2Oath. I will scent
10: my lure with pride. And hope my boss doesn't notice the tan. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed sunken boats and outlast the hard-fighting largemouth bass. I will save water at home for better fishing out here and always Always wear my life jacket.
11: What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California.
1: This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rocklease at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, we want to back to uh, Raw and Real Radio. I'm your host, Hopalong, John Cassidy. Wendy Toshihar is with, me, is with me tonight. Our special guest is Cop Captain John Guest from Faith Sports Fishing. And Jorge, uh, let me know when uh, Captain James Nelson comes on, okay? All right. Hey, uh, captain uh john guest faith sports fishing uh you know wendy and i you know we've known you for a long time uh, you know actually if it wasn't for uh big tuna bill he's the That's one right. that brought us all together uh yeah. your your fishing experiences because uh, you know we first met you you were you were putting a program together down in la paz and uh you just about had it together and then uh there was some bad luck down there
3: yeah uh, stuff happens i guess uh uh, Hurricane Marty came through and destroyed the marina and the boat, and uh, that was kind of the kind of the end of that. And then uh, we got this other boat here now and got it all back together. So we're still we're we're still afloat. <laughs>
1: well, you started fishing uh, Mag Bay, and tell us about the uh, the trips that you were running down there, and how was that fishery down there?
3: Uh, Mag Bay, oh boy. Um, <sighs> Man, you know, <laughs> I still get tongue tangled when I get started about Mac Bay. Mac Bay is just a special place to go. Uh, fishing, fishing is off the hook. You have to, you know, keep a bit of an open mind. A lot of the guys like to just go and they just want to go and fish big tuna. But there's there's so much different uh, variety of fish to catch down there from from the big tuna, wahoo. Uh, Of course, a Dorado, a grouper, uh, you know, the the fishing down there can be just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Marlin, the marlin guys, if you're a marlin fisherman or never caught a marlin, you know, know, we've had days we do 90 fish in a day. Uh, It's not unheard of. Sailfish. Uh, Blue marlin. Uh, our Last time down there, we had uh, we had a lot of striped marlin too, but we were we were getting blues just right and left. We had we had some blues over five. Uh, Man, and fishing is just fish. It, it, it's it's just a place. It's it, it's a place to go. Uh, you, you just you, you you need to go if you've never been there. You you need to go not not on a long range boat, but get on a plane, go to Loretto or La Paz, get in a taxi. Come up and get on a boat there, and go out and do and do Mag Bay, the, the, the estuaries, the the bay itself. Uh, they got a, they got a 750 pound plus uh, grouper in the bay. <laughs> wow! So, I mean, you know, uh, our biggest white sea bass inside the bay. We've had white sea bass 54 pounds. Uh, I've I've seen and heard stories of bigger ones. Uh, of course, there's the snook, and uh, it, it's, it, it, Mag Bay is just a place a, a fisherman owes himself to go. It, it's it, you know it's uh it's not get off a plane and go out to a resort or nothing like that. You're you're roughing it. It's like going to a safari in Africa. You probably even not as nice as some of those safaris they have now, but it, it's it's a place to go.
1: Now, we were, we were hearing, too, though, that there was a depletion of the bait at uh, Mag Bay Commercial Fishing. It, it, is is that still a problem there? Is it always going to be a problem, or is it something that the Mexican government has addressed?
3: Well, the Mexican, they're, they're trying to stop that. Of course, most of that bait that gets caught, it's, a, it's the same as up here in Sonora It all goes to the tuna pens down there to feed those tuna. But uh, I mean, there's there are days, you know, when you when, when there's no bait, bait gets scarce, and then other days where it's all you want. You know, it's it's uh, it's generally generally there's no problem making bait in there or on some of the outside spots there. But uh, it's uh, you know you you make hay while the sun
1: shines, and if the bait's there, you load your tanks and keep on going. <laughs> so. Give us uh, give us the sto- the short story on how Faith Sports Fishing went from Mag Bay to H&M Landing out of San Diego.
3: Um, I can say it in one word, press. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody, every, everybody's under the assumption that uh, if you go to Mexico, the cartels are going to chop your heads off or, you know, you're going to get robbed. Uh, of course, you listen to some of the news channels. Every Mexican on the planet belongs to a cartel. Uh, which is not true. Uh, I've never had a problem myself. Most of the people I know have never had a problem. But people just uh, just aren't coming down. Uh, uh, we were running the trips out of La Paz, fishing all the way around and then up to Mag Bay, but just no tourists. So we decided with the, um, with the uh, tuna bite that was going on that... Uh, if we're going to make a buck, we better go somewhere where there's a buck to be made. So I brought the boat up to San Diego, and uh, we've been running. We've been running up here now. So for well, this last season, and okay. this next season.
1: Well, you're running out of H and M Landing. How would you get into H and M Landing? And and tell us a little bit about. The schedule that Faith Sports Fishing uh, ran this past season.
3: Um, Our schedule this past season was every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. Uh, That was uh, not happening in uh, Mag uh, Bay, was it? It most (laughs) certainly
3: was not. Uh, It most certainly was not. We uh, we started off kind of taking some, uh, what would you call it, I guess, overload trips uh, for H&M. And I guess we did a pretty good job. So they kept booking us more and more and more and more. So now I'm back in there again. Like I say, I was in there with the Tomcat uh, before with the old boat. And, and we did pretty good. We had a, we had a good reputation. I, I, you know, I, I fish. So, that's, you know, I'm not a yacht guy, uh, nothing like that. that. That boat, that's what I got. That's what I do. I, I, I fish. And I like to take my people, show them a good time. And, uh, you know, make sure we try to get them back again.
1: I know this is a project that you have devoted almost every minute of your life for. <laughs> yeah. since. Well, it's, it's since I've known you, which I can't even remember how long that is. You know it intimately. Tell us a little bit about, about Faith the Vessel.
3: Uh, Faith is a custom-built, custom custom-rebuilt, uh, it's a 58-foot Hawthorne Sportfisher. It's a long-range boat. Uh, it, it, it she carries big fuel, big bait, uh, big fish hold. So I mean, I can do I can do eight ten days with the boat actually. Um, wow. She fishes, yeah. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> something? Yeah. She, on a six-pack boat, she fishes. Yeah, yeah she fishes really good. She, I, I built her. Um, I bought her in uh, February of 2004. Uh, pretty much gutted it, started all over again to make the boat uh, to make it as comfortable as possible for multi-day type fishing and that's uh that's basically what i do i mean we do this half day i'll do anything i had a call the other day for whale watching yeah let's go you know so um but uh my my big thing for me is the uh is multi-day stuff i I like fishing south i like to get aboard and just go so uh but i'll do you know we do half day we do three-quarter day we do uh, uh well this last year we were doing, the, the fish were pretty close, so we were doing kind of what we called an offshore three-quarter day trip, which we would go out and fish the tuna and then back in in the late, late afternoon or early
1: evening, usually <laughs> limited out. So, now, you're, you're calling yourself a six-pack, so capacity six, eight. S- and we take six passengers. And how max. about sleeping accommodations? Can you you got plenty of room for that?
3: Oh yeah, there's uh, there's uh, three three staterooms, three double staterooms, high low bunks in each one. They're nice, big, long, wide bunks, uh, two heads, uh, shower, water maker. She's got everything. She's got everything your little heart could desire to be to be comfortable on the trip. We have satellite TV and sat phone and. La 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 la,
1: you know and, all and that. For, for food, do uh, people have to bring their own peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and granola bars? Only if they bring enough for us. <laughs> okay. so, no, we uh, uh,
3: we we have a we have a cook. We we furnish all the meals from you know breakfast. If it's you know a long trip, overnight trip, multi day, it is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks, uh, sodas, water, juice, beer. You name it, we, we pretty much got it. We we, uh, we try not to cut corners on our food.
1: Now, you were saying your your three-quarter day trips were like most people overnight trip. Is that because Faith uh, can get out to the fishing grounds a little faster than maybe some of the other sports fishers?
3: No, it's just that the fish were close. Faith, uh, you know, up front and honest, she's, she's not a fast, what you call a fast boat. It's... Uh, uh, I got a bumper sticker on it that says I may be slow, but I go, go, go. Uh, we, uh, uh, we just, we just, we just go, you know, and, and if it's, if, it, you know, I, I told some people the other day on our last half day trip, I said, I, I asked them, I said, you guys got anything to do this afternoon? They says, nope. Okay. Well, we're here. So, you know, I, I, I fish till the fishing is done as best as I can. And if it, you know, if we stay out, uh, I don't watch a clock when I'm out there, you know, um. I try to uh, just make sure that everybody, you know, gets what they came for, you know, which is uh, hopefully a limit of fish, but you know, make sure they have a good time. We try to feed them real well so that uh, everybody's enjoying their trip. She's uh, she's uh, she's a good, big, comfortable boat. She carries you know 18 and a half feet of beam. She's uh, uh, the cockpit. The cockpit measures 16 by 16 feet. I uh, carry nearly 60 scoops of bait. Uh, it's a five-ton fit refrigerated fish hold. Um, she's got everything. She's got everything Everything you could want
1: for local or long-range. You know, Wendy, I think uh, we need to put together a Rod and Reel radio trip. This is sounding great, isn't it?
2: I was just thinking the same thing, John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, John, when you were you're working out of H&M Landing, uh, Were you taking some of the overflow on the three-quarter day or the the day trips, or are you all uh, just charter, or tell us about uh, the type of service you offer? Well, you know, it's really funny that uh, uh,
3: the fishing fishing was was so good that, you know, people were lining up to get on the open party boats and things like that, and and it's, oh, sorry, we're sold out, guys. We're sold out. Get us on a boat. Get us on a boat. You know, so they're – they're uh, uh, calling, the phones ringing. John, how fast can you get over here? You know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, they, they it was. It's been the last couple of seasons have just been phenomenal, and and we're being told now that next season's going to be better. I don't see how that can happen, but
1: uh, bring it. <laughs> how how disappointing! You can't get on the. Uh, the half-day of three-quarter-day boat, so they look at you and you go, oh, we have the faith available, it's right. a six-pack, you want to jump aboard? Right, right. Uh, I think uh, that was standing room only, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, they, they were, uh, uh, you know, there would be like you know, a group of ten. We had We had actually one time, there was a group of ten guys that wanted to go, and they were told, we can accommodate six of you. And the other guys went and hung out in the hotel while their buddies all went fishing. You know, they, they had came down from up north somewhere. Oh, my. And,
1: uh, oh, boy.
3: You know, and, and I'll, I'll pump that up right now. If you're going to go fishing, make sure you get a reservation.
1: Well, I am intrigued, though, because the, uh, the faith is uh, built as a charter boat, and not only that, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you could do extended trips on the Faith too.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. We go, we go. I can fish all the way down. I mean, the boat was originally built for a guy who who wanted to go to Cabo and fish Socorro, San Benedicto, like that on the way. So uh, the boat's been as far south as Panama. So she's
1: she's. Seaworthy and oh yeah,
3: yeah it's it's a good riding boat. I've had people tell me, man, John, this is a great riding boat, you know. So, and then of course, depending on how you, it's like oh my god, victory at sea, you know.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So. Hey, do, do you have any handle? Because we talked to Phil and it wasn't look promising, but uh, about Guadalupe Island, do you have any uh, knowledge of what's happening there or what might be happening with uh, Guadalupe? I
3: can. I'm told now, I checked into it, I can get a permit to fish Guadalupe. Uh, there are permits available. And uh, I, I I still fall into that yacht category even you know we're not a big uh, you know because we don't carry a ton of passengers but uh, I did check and I I can get a Guadalupe permit to go to Guadalupe you have to go you have to go in check in at Ensenada and then go so it's it's a you know six day trip anyway but yeah I can get I can get permits to go yeah
1: so uh, so if you've got six guys that want to have a really good trip down to Guadalupe Island now's the time to give you a call and book the trip, and boy, that sounds like that'd be one heck of a good time.
3: Yeah, the loop is uh, the loop could be phenomenal fishing. I, I'm told from the guys that were fishing there, a couple of boats that got their permits, the uh, the tunas they had they had tuna pushing two hundred. Uh, they weren't even fishing wahoo, but the, the wahoo count was just, uh, uh, you know, lots and lots of wahoo, and they weren't even fishing them. And, you know, Guadalupe is not known to be a wahoo fishery. Of course, uh, you know, the whistler boy outside San Diego Bay is not known to be a wahoo fishery, but
1: it was this last year. So uh, And it can still be, for all we could, know. For all we know, that's right. That's right.
2: You well, know you know, it, it, it sounds like...
1: What's that, uh, uh, Wendy?
2: John, do you know if any of those guys ever uh, got any of those big yellowtail? Because that's where Kevin Fife got his 92-pound yellowtail.
3: Oh, well, I didn't hear about that. Where was that?
2: Um, that was at Guadalupe. Yeah, and He holds yeah. the re- IDFA world record.
3: Well, you know, there there are huge yellowtail at Guadalupe Island, big ones. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he they're had, there. He had they're a there.
2: 92 and an 80.
1: But if you want to go on that five- or six-day trip, too, and you can't go to Guadalupe or you can't get the permit there, there is still, within that range, some great fishing that you can take advantage of. Isn't there, John?
3: Yeah, we have, you know, Cedros Island is another 70 miles to Cedros. Uh, You've got uh, all kinds of high spots and and places in between. Uh, There's just good fishing all, all down. I mean, if you even have to go and fish the coast, fish the high spots on the coast, uh, the yellow yellowtail right now at Collinette and San cantine are going off and there's some you know 40 pound fish being caught so uh, uh, there's you know fishing is you know fishing is
1: fishing you
3: you, you go to go fishing <laughs>
1: for sure and it sounds like the faith's uh, a, a good way to go especially and i've I've looked at your rates they seem to be awful reasonable in comparison to you know other things I've seen in the world that go on down there and it looks like it. It would be just one fun trip to go on there with six, you know, six of your best friends, or three couples, or however you want to do it, and uh, uh, just make a, you know, a, a real extended trip out of it.
3: Yeah, it, it, it. That trip actually, the way they've got it set up right now, going to going to the loop or going anywhere, if you have to go. You have to go into Ensenada and check in. And, you know, is a way cool place to have to hang for a few hours, man. There's some great restaurants. And <laughs> go in and have a nice meal and relax a little bit, you know, get your welcome margarita going. And and uh, then the boat leaves and heads on out there. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a break. And then, then, of course, when you come back up, you have to stop and check out. And you get a little break again there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not so bad. A lot of people bad-mouth it. Well, but it's not so bad.
1: All right. Hey, Captain John, if we want to get a hold of you, get a hold of uh, you know Faith Sports Fishing. Learn more about the services, uh, the way you can actually custom build a trip for your customers. How's the best way to go about doing it? Uh, the best way is H and M
3: Landing. They've got all the info on the boat, the pricing. Uh, if they have to, you know, they can get in touch with me. If you got something special you want to do, but. H&M Landing has got the book on the boat, and we're doing everything through them now.
1: And that's uh, area code 619-222-1144. That's right. All right. Hey, John, and stick along with us because we're going to have uh, Frank Orsetti on uh, a little bit later on the show. I know you guys like to say hello, and uh, we appreciate you being with us and telling us a little bit more about Faith Sports Fishing.
3: All right. Thank you. I'll be here.
1: <laughs> hey, that's John Guest. Woody Toshar is with me tonight. Hey, coming up next, we've got Sammy Lee, and Sammy Lee's going to tell us about the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. You stay tuned to Rod Reel Radio. Wendy, John, myself, and Sammy Lee will be up next after these messages.
5: Adventures. Call today HM Landing 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619 222 1144 or
10: hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will never use that
11: Quantum
6: Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler into the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355.
2: Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, we do want to welcome
1: you back to Rod Real Radio. Hey, John Guest had to take off. He uh, came all the way from Orange County and Walked in at uh, four minutes after five to be on the show with us. He's got some other things he's got to run off to. So we want to thank John Guest from uh, Faith Sports Fishing for being with us. And uh, John, again, the phone number to get a hold of Faith Sports Fishing, 619-222-1144. And as John was leaving, I said, John, put together some numbers to go to Guadalupe Island because I think Rod Real Radio wants to go there. So,
10: John, thanks a lot
1: for being with us. Hey, Wendy Toshar is with me tonight. Stan is with the family in Texas. And now it's time for my next guest. Hey, this is one of the best friends of Rod Real Radio. He is the host of Tight Lines with Sammy Lee. He is also the board president of the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Let's give him a big Southern California welcome. From Birmingham, Alabama, Sammy Lee. Sammy, welcome to the show.
9: <laughs> Hop along. How you doing? And Wendy, belated Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday wishes.
2: Oh, Happy Holidays to you too, Sammy.
9: Uh, Thank you, sweetie. It's so good to hear your voice. And even if nice we have to, to put me. up with John, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> hey, Sammy, we, we appreciate you. You staying up late to be with us. I know that you guys have had some pretty dynamic weather going across your area. So I've, I've, I've got to ask you, with the copious amounts of rain, the hurricanes that have been to the south of you and north of you, are you able to stay high and dry back there?
9: Well, we're, we're high and dry right now, but we are gathering up animals two by two. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> I mean, when you look outside where you had a a dribble of water yesterday and today there's an impoundment, you've had a lot of rain.
1: Oh, man, I've I've seen uh, pictures from Gunnersville, and uh, it is just brimful, and most of the lakes around there are like that, and it's probably going to get worse before it gets better.
9: Well, it is for us. uh, In the last three days here in Alabama where I live, North Alabama's had over 9 inches of rain. Southeast Alabama's had over 11 inches. We are having historic flooding for this time of year and historic high temperatures. The last four days consecutively in Birmingham, we've hit a record high temps. And I mean, for fishermen, you don't mind that. I mean, it, it means the fish are biting, but if you're a, a hunter, uh, of course, you, you don't necessarily want those 80-degree temperatures if you're going to the woods to hunt for deer.
1: Well, I can understand that. But not only that, they're having severe weather and tornadoes on places where I don't think they've ever thought of having tornadoes before. I know, especially up in the Tennessee area. My gosh.
9: You're exactly correct. Uh, you know, here in Birmingham, where I live, on Christmas Day, to the north northwest of us, they had four to seven inches of rain. To the southeast, they had five to nine inches of rain. Here in Birmingham, we had two tornadoes go about 10 or 11 miles to the northwest of where I currently reside and, and destroyed, you know, I don't know, it was over 100 homes that were destroyed Christmas Day in Alabama. And, of course, all you have to do is look at what happened last night in the, in the Dallas, Texas area. And that storm front is moving this direction. So, um, yeah, we're battening down the hatches and covering up our heads right now.
1: Well, our hearts go out to those people, and we didn't mean for this to be a weather report, but uh, we're always interested in what's happening in other parts of the country, especially when it comes to the freshwater scene. But, hey, the reason why we called you, it's been a little while since we checked in with you to find out what the progress is for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. So I thought we'd get an update on this. And then also, there's a new wrinkle to the the hall. It is part of the International Bass Fishing Center. So tell us about uh, these two entities, would you, Sammy?
9: I will be very happy to. Let me start with the IBFC, if you don't mind, and then sure. we'll roll over into the induction next year or next spring. About a year and a half ago, uh, collectively, the board and I were talking about we had had a very difficult time since our inception getting the, the word of our vision, what we see, Uh, Us accomplishing in the marketplace for future generations of anglers all over the world. And in discussing it, we decided that we really needed an, an umbrella organization because we're really made up of four very distinct, different entities. One being the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, one being our research center that we have in conjunction with Auburn University's Fisheries Department, one being our education and ongoing educational center to teach fishing to, you know, anyone from two to 102. And lastly is our youth division, where we'll have summer camps for children from uh, six to 17 years of age, and then day camps or day trips during the school year for kids to come in from, you know, 100 to 120 mile radius to tour the facility. And we've always had those plans. We've had those plans in place for years and years, but we had done a very poor job of delivering that message. So we took the initiative to trademark the name International Bass Fishing Center, of which the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame is one of the four divisions, as I just said. And when we made the announcement at this past Bass Classic over in Greenville, South Carolina, all of a sudden the fishing industry sat up and took notice because then they could understand and see in black and white in front of them our goals, our purposes, our objectives, and what the future of this organization is going to be. Of course, it doesn't hurt any that we've got some of the biggest names in the world of fishing already indoctrinated into the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. And, of course, this coming March the 3rd, when we hold our next ceremonies in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Bass Classic we got three legendary individuals that folks on the West Coast, I'm sure, are going to know who two of them are. They may not be quite quite aware of who the third one is, but if you don't mind, I'll give you kind of a rundown on them.
1: Do, you, uh, do that, Sammy. Thank you.
9: Certainly. The, the first is a gentleman in the, from the fishing world that honestly needs no introduction because he created a category of lures with one name, and that's Cinco. When Gary Yamamoto created the Cinco many years ago, little could any of us have imagined the overwhelming ability of that bait to catch fish under all conditions and fish in so many varieties of ways. Gary will join us into the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame next March. The second individual is a person who, while... From the general public perspective, he's not that well-known, but for those of us that have been in the industry for 40 years, we not only know him, but we revere him as an educator, as a lecturer, as a videographer, and as a friend. And that's Billy Murray, the twin brother of two-time Bassmaster Classic winner Bobby Murray. And I will tell you, and I've gotten this from some very well-named fishermen in, in the careers, uh, of the bass world, everybody says Billy Murray is a better angler than Bobby Murray. Oh but he, he decided to make his living behind the camera instead of in front of it. And for uh, as one who attended the Indiana State Bass Fishing Institute uh, for many years back in the 80s, who Billy and Bobby were instrumental in running those things, I can tell you I learned so much much from this gentleman, and Billy is very welcomed into this hall. The third person is, and I don't mean for this to sound like a political platform, because it's not going to be, because this gentleman certainly has earned the right to be in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, and that's former President George H.W. Bush, or uh, 41 as they call him. Many folks in the general public, regardless of your political persuasion, may not realize that the acts that uh, former President Bush put into effect to help fishing across America and the outdoors resource was probably only bettered by one president throughout the history of this country, and that would be Theodore Roosevelt. I- I'll just just real quick, I'll tell you why he deserved to be in there, and he was voted in. By the way, all of these individuals were voted in by the membership. It's not like the board just said, "Well, we want to put him in." They had to be voted in. But former President Bush was a key component in the passage of the Wallet Borough Amendments to the Sport Fishing Restoration Act. That generates over $650 million per year for sport fishing restoration, access, and other fishing and boating projects. He's been given the inaugural Keep American Fishing Lifetime Achievement for his lifelong personal and professional commitment to recreational fishing and conservation. And during his term as president, President Bush established the first national policy, the goal of no net loss of wetlands. He established 56 new wetland refuges, restored 3 million acres of wetlands, and signed the Clean Air Act reauthorization that required cleaner burning fuels. So, again, I don't care what your political persuasion is or who you vote for. If you don't think somebody that's done all of that to better the outdoors for all of us, then you've got a problem.
1: Wow. You know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of us just think of, uh, uh, of Bush 41 in political terms and getting us involved with this and that and don't realize just exactly what he did to help us, the sportsmen, and not only that, the natural resource where, you know, we love to do our sports and, and make sure that, it was preserved for future generations.
9: Oh, I agree. I agree. And I knew uh, years ago, uh, one of the first things I ever heard about the former president was that his favorite magazine in the world was Bassmaster. <laughs> I said, that's my kind of man right there.
2: <laughs>
9: so we, we are we are very honored to have these three individuals joining the luminaries of the fishing world next March the 3rd in Tulsa, Oklahoma at our induction dinner.
1: Well, you know... Wow,
2: and, I wish I could be there.
1: You know, and and uh, Wendy, I know with uh, your association with Yamamoto, you've been involved with the Yamamoto organization for a long time. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've known uh, uh, Gary and Ron Colby and a lot of the people there with Yamamoto when they first brought out uh, Wayne Snyder at Twin T's to, to get that uh, little skirt that is on the hula grub. And, you know, and I don't know... did, did uh, Sammy, did you ever hear the story on what the Cinco turned out being fashioned after?
9: Well, it's funny you ask that question, John, because actually I did. I've had the pleasure of having Gary on the show several times. But for your audience's benefit, you might want to share that story because it's really interesting, I think.
1: Well, I hope we're talking about the same story uh, uh, because I know he was trying to come up with the shape and they were having on uh, hard time coming up with the shape of the lure to do this and that. And then finally, uh, uh, Gary went to his tool maker, and as I understand it, gave him a big pen, and he says, I want you to make it exactly like this. Right. And that's the way it was made.
9: (laughs) And, and you know, like Gary told me, I said, well, how do you recommend an angler fish a cinco?" He said, you can't fish it wrong, just fish it slow. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
9: <laughs> and, I mean, I'm a, yeah. it sounds so simplistic, but you throw it out and basically just drag it, and fish come to it. It's amazing. Well, mean, you millions know, that's of the most those amazing bait
2: ever. Uh-huh. Oh, I
9: agree. I, I, it's got to be the number one bait for all time, Wendy. And, and let me point out, Gary did not get elected solely on inventing the Cinco or the Twin uh, Tail grub. This is something that you guys know this better out west than does the eastern and southern-based anglers. I know it because I've been a friend of Gary and Beverly, his lovely wife, for many, many years, and and Ken, his son-in-law, or brother-in-law, I should say. Yes. There is not one person in America that has done more or worked harder to spread the gospel of bass fishing internationally than has Gary Yamamoto. He has taken his personal boat, put it on freighters, had it shipped to Japan and all across Asia, where he could go over and teach uh, bass fishing to multitudes, thousands upon thousands of anglers across the ocean. There is no telling how much money he spent doing that. He opened up, literally opened up the tackle industry in Europe which has been the fastest-growing division of the sport fishing industry the last seven or eight years has been the European market. Gary jump-started that when he started going to the shows over there. This is a man that the more you learn about the individual, the more you respect and revere the professional.
1: Well, not only that, I think... uh, (coughs) One of the times that I personally took pride in being a fisherman is when there used to be a nationally known broadcaster uh, before the days of Rush Limbaugh who was named Paul Harvey. Mm -hmm. And Paul Harvey at 12 noon could probably be heard anywhere in the United States with uh, the Paul Harvey report. And then several years into his career, Paul came up with a uh, secondary show called The Rest of the Story, which is Sun Produced. Right. And he would have stories about Americana and businessmen <laughs> and heroes and little-known stories about how people became successful. And Paul one day came up with a story with Gary Yamamoto. And the, and the thing that was most impressive is that Gary Yamamoto got special recognition for locating his plant in Page, Arizona, and was one of the biggest employers of Native American uh, uh, people in the United States and getting the people jobs that paid well and respected. And obviously, he produced one hell of a product, and I think he's still doing that to this day.
9: Oh, I agree with you. A, a, a thousand percent I agree with you. And one of the most humble individuals you'll ever have the pleasure of meeting.
1: <laughs> I think one time I asked him a question. Uh, Gary, how many CINCOs do you think up until this date you've made? And his question was pretty profound. Uh, profound. He said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, hey. Gary, Gary is great, and and I love everybody that works for Gary at Gary Yamamoto Custom Base in Page, Arizona. Uh, unbelievable people. The first time I ever met them, they helped me out at, at I think, the Louisiana Bassmaster Classic, and we've been friends ever since. But unbelievable people, all of them.
1: Hey, we'll
9: oh, speak- I, I agree, Wendy. And as you and I have talked before, you know, when we've seen one another at the Bass Classic, we've had the pleasure of, of being with the Yamamoto people and staff, j- just some of the nicest people you'll ever come across. I, I mean, there's, I there's no pretense on any of their parts. They're just hardworking individuals that make great products that help all of us that are listening to this program tonight not catch more fish.
1: Well, uh, it's a work ethic and uh, a way to treat employees, I think, that we can uh, – all emulate. Hey, Sammy, we got to take a break right now. Can you stay with us for another segment? It would be my pleasure. Yes, thank you. Hey, we are speaking with Sammy Lee, and if uh, you notice, Sammy's not from these parts. We're talking to a Sammy <laughs> live from Birmingham, Alabama. He is the board president of the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Also, uh, he is uh, involved with the uh, uh, the International Bass Fishing Center. Told us what those two entities are about. He's also the host of Tight Lines with Sammy Lee. We're going to get back to Sammy Lee, Wendy and I. But we got to take a commercial break right now. You're listening to Rod Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodreelradio.com. Stay tuned. More to come. we got a break for these messages.
6: Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of
1: cedrosoutdooradventures.com.
7: movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to HM Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook Facebook and at our webpage at ChiefSportFishing.com.
11: Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were.
1: And we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Woody Toshihara is with me tonight. Stan is on leave right now with his family in Texas. And we are speaking with Sammy Lee. He is a host of Tight Lines with Sammy Lee, and he's also the board president of the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. And, Sammy, a couple of questions I have for you. The Bass Fishing Hall of Fame as an actual facility, um, how is how's that project uh, moving along?
9: Actually, John, it's coming along very well. As you may remember, we revealed our plans a couple of years ago, to construct a twelve million dollar facility as part of a one hundred and twenty thousand square foot uh, civic center component in the city of Coleman, Alabama, I'm very proud to say that our fundraising efforts are going very well. We expect to break ground later this spring and have the Hall of Fame, the actual International Bass Fishing Center, and the home of the Hall of uh, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame open to the world of anglers late this year, before Christmas this coming year.
1: Now, we were, we were talking about uh, some of the new inductees for 2016, but you have also recognized some other individuals in the uh, fishing industry. Can you name some of the people that are already enshrined in the Hall of Fame?
9: Oh, my goodness, have we got another hour to talk? (laughs) I mean, it literally is the who's who in the fishing world. I mean, going back to our very inaugural induction when we put in Ray Scott, Forrest Wood, Roland Martin, Larry Nixon, Denny Brower, Bill Dance, Johnny Morris, uh, Tommy Martin. Uh, I mentioned Bobby Murray a little while ago. He was in there in the first class. Uh, Tom Mann of Mann's Bait Company, wow. uh, Jim Bagley, Bagley Bait Company. Um, oh, man, now you you, know, you thrown me one of those things. I don't have the list written down wow. in front of me, but it, 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 it's the luminaries. It really is the founders of the sport that have made the profession of bass fishing what it is today, the, the men that created the companies that built the products and the Uh, media people, and I want to make certain that that you and Wendy really appreciate. We have three categories for people to be considered for induction. One is the professional bass angler, they have to be that in that credit category, you have to be at least 60 years of age. You have to be have brought honor to the sport of bass fishing by promoting it and helping educate you know, thousands of people throughout your career. And you need to also be an individual man or a woman, whether you fish men or, or female tournament trails or today both. Uh, you need to be that person that has accomplished goals that people look up to. Now, the second category is the industry category. That's the category that manufacturers fall under. And then you have a number of those individuals, like Gary Yamamoto, who would qualify as a professional angler and also as a lure manufacturer. And then we have the media category. Because of my 40-plus years' involvement in the media, I made certain that press people would be recognized for their promotion and ongoing efforts to educate the world about bass fishing, either the individuals or the techniques or the patterns uh, through their writings, through their television shows, through their radio shows. And, of course, today with social media the way it is, that brings in a whole new category of individuals that will be eligible at some point during their careers. So it, it's very important that the general public understand it's not just a bunch of old hairy-leg, crusty-breath you know, fishermen. It's individuals that, because of their involvement in this sport, have done those category things I mentioned a moment ago. So
1: oh, th- Those are great uh, 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 categories, Sammy, because uh, knowing that not only some of the big names in fishing that we've uh, <coughs> followed throughout the years, even when you know they weren't as media savvy as they were today, we still knew these people in the, uh, the 70s and the 80s and followed them as much as we could and the manufacturers, because it's always great to hear the stories of how the lures came about, because some of these lures, like we were talking about with Gary Yamamoto, it's amazing how they uh, evolved. But then you've got a category for the Homer Circles and the Stan and and the people that actually brought these iconic people to us, especially out here in the West. Uh, where yes. we were trying to learn more about Roland Martin and and, and, Bill, uh, Mur- and Bill Murray and all these fishermen that from you know who have since gone and and you've got a way that you can remember them and and teach the fishermen today what we know is based on what these guys established uh, uh, long ago and far away.
9: Well I tell you John, it is so gratifying to me as a person that that grew up enamored with this profession and this sport you know my uncle signed me up at the age of 12 as a charter member of BASS back in 1968 <laughs> i've got every issue of bassmaster ever printed i've been to every bassmaster classic since 1981 i've been privileged to call a lot of these individuals we've just been talking about to not only say I've met them and know them, but call them personal friends. And you mentioned, and God love him, Stan Fagerstrom, one of the closest friends on this earth. I've got a man who went out of his way when I was in my early 20s trying to get a foothold as both a professional angler and as a media correspondent. He took it took me and, and led me around, introduced me to the right people, helped me get interviews uh, with individuals, with companies. A person who, uh, the night we inducted him a few years ago, he told a story that had everyone in the room in tears because he took no credit and gave 100% of it to the support and love of his wife. And when he finished that story, I'm telling you, out of the 300 people that were there that night, there was not a dry eye in the entire building. So that's what makes this sport, John. And, Wendy, y'all know this. That's what makes it so unique. You know, yeah, we want to catch more fish than the guy in the boat next to us. Of course we do. That's the reason we, we compete. But at the end of right. the day, we can still shake hands. We can still hug each other's necks. We can still go have dinner and be friends.
2: You know, and, you know the camaraderie in this industry is amazing. When I first started fishing back tournaments, everybody told me, oh, those guys aren't going to talk to you. They're not going to be nice. You know what? That's not the case.
1: The guys are super nice.
11: Everybody gets along, and it's great. You know,
1: the great thing about what you're doing there with the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame is that a lot of these people that we know in the industry were just everyday people, like everyone else that's listening to your broadcast and my broadcast tonight. They may have started in a gas station. They may have started in their garage. They may have started in their own home with an idea that they were able to build and they made it work. And part of what made it work is because they brought their families in. And whether or not you talk to Forrest Wood or Cotton Cordell when he was alive or Gary Yamamoto, they all attribute their family unit and especially their wives for having been so instrumental in their success. And and that's really where the real story is, I think.
9: Oh, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. And that's the reason why I take so much pride in being involved with the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, because it's our job. We are the, the gatekeepers, if you will, to make certain that the, the founders of this sport in all categories are remembered and promoted to future generations And let me point out, I know we're we're talking to your audience predominantly along uh, Southern California, but, you know, we have some Californians in the Hall of Fame, and we have a number of others that have been nominated. We need for more of your listeners to become members for a $25 yearly membership. They are eligible once a year to nominate someone that they feel is deserving of consideration an election into the Hall of Fame. You know, I had the the good fortune 30 years ago to meet Don Ivino. I know many of you know Don and many of your listeners know Don. He was very gracious to give me interviews many years ago. And I saw him this past year at the Bass Classic. He he said he was taking his farewell tour. That's what he called it, you know. (laughs) And, And we sat around and we laughed and we giggled like little school kids about things that happened 30 years ago about stories that we'd told one another, experiences that we'd shared, you know, tournaments that we'd been at together. And, and that's what I'm getting at. We need more of the general public to sign up to remind us on the board to, to bring to our attention those founders of the sport that influence their careers or their life or, or their fishing professional lives. Uh, so I would encourage, strongly encourage, go to our website. It's very simple to remember. It's BassFishingHOF.com, BassFishingHOF.com, and become a $25 member so that when we mail out the, the uh, nomination forms in April that you, Wendy and John and all your listeners people that have influenced you, people that you think is deserving of consideration of being included into this very sacred enshrinement that they send those uh, nominations into us.
1: Sammy, does the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame have a website so that people can go and, and find out more and uh, the, the people that are not only involved but have been inducted in the past years and stuff like that?
9: You bet. It's BassFishingHOF.com. So BassFishingHOF.com. And you'll get to read about this coming year's inductees, each and every one of our past inductees. We have video clips up there. We have uh, overviews and and blueprints of what our facility is going to look like and what it's going to bring to the world. There's uh, even a, a category there or a page where you can order tickets. If you're coming to the Bassmasters Classic in Tulsa, we certainly want to encourage and invite you to join us that Thursday night, March the 3rd. Uh, Tickets are $75 each. It's a tax-deductible donation because we are a 501c3 corporation. You'll get to meet all of your heroes at night because the fishing world turns out for our dinner.
1: Well,
2: Oh, yes, they do. uh,
1: That's great. Now, hey, Let's just talk briefly. I have introduced you, and we've hardly scratched the surface at all, that you are the host of Tight Lines with Sammy Lee. And if people want to listen to your past shows, because I've got to tell you, in the past years, you have definitely had the who's who of fishing on with in-depth interviews, not only talking about fishing but what they do a lot in their personal life. I know if you get Hank Parker on, he'll probably tell you more about hunting than he will fishing, and I'm sure that happens <laughs> a lot, but that that's what you like to hear about the guys. How can we uh, 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 tune on to uh, Tight Lines with uh, Sammy Lee?
9: Well, thank you very much. Uh, Tight Lines runs three minutes a day, Monday through Friday, year-round. So I produce 260 different shows every year, and have for 32 years now, and as you so graciously alluded to, 99% of my programming I do with guests, professional anglers, members of the industry, celebrities. It it doesn't matter if you like or love fishing and you have a story to tell or a fishing tip to share, I want you on tight lines, as you do here on Rod and Rail Radio, and you can join us any time of day or night, by going to TightLinesRadio.com. That's our website, TightLinesRadio.com. Or you can subscribe to us via iTunes. And I'm very proud to say that uh, we were the first freshwater show to ever be podcast on iTunes back in 2002. And today, because you guys may remember I own a number of companies and one of the companies I own develops apps for smartphones and devices, and we have two freshwater apps called FishMate and FishMate Pro, where we also podcast tight lines on. and And I'm very pleased to say that when I ran the numbers at the end of November, we now have owners of our apps in over 10,000 zip codes across America. So, wow, uh, we're able to we're able to take tightlines into places where radio station affiliates you know, may not be located. And we do have 121 radio station affiliates, John, but they're predominantly on the eastern half of the U.S.
1: All right. Well, Sammy, man, we hardly got a chance to scratch the surface because there's a lot more things. Can uh, you take a rain check and uh, promise to be back with us, maybe right before the Bassmaster Classic? We'll do a, a little bit about the Bassmaster Classic.
9: It would be my honor and my privilege to join Wendy, and if you have
11: to be with us, well, okay, you too, John. Right, I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, I know. You need someone on that's professional sounding for sure, Sammy. Hey, Sammy Lee from Tight Lines with Sammy Lee and also president of the board for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Sammy, thanks a lot for taking some of your Sunday night to be with us. You dodge those tornadoes. We look forward to talking to you here in a couple of months, okay? Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New Year, Year. Sandy.
10: Hey, we okay, ran a little bye-bye. bit
1: over time. Coming up next, Franker said he's going to be with us. Stay tuned. More Run Real Radio with Hop Along and Wendy to come after these messages.
10: 7262, or just spell Bass Boat. 1 800 Bass Boat. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1 800 Bass Boat, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1 800BassBoat.com. My angler H2Oath. Like the mighty flounder, I will keep one eye on the pole and the other watching for rogue waves. I'll save water by taking shorter showers and enthusiastically
4: celebrate Talk Like a Pirate Day. Aye! I... I will chat up the locals before launching in unfamiliar waters. And I will always, always wear my life jacket.
11: What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks
2: Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California.
4: It's tuna time, and it's time to reserve your spot on one of the newest boats in the fleet, the 70-foot Sea Adventure 2 at H&M Landing in San Diego. It has a really comfortable galley that seats up to 24 passengers with all the comforts of home, including two big satellite flat-screen TVs and satellite phone. The huge new bait tank and slammer ensure plenty of bait for everyone, and two four-ton refrigerated fish holds, both RSW and blast-free, have plenty of room to keep your catch as fresh as the minute you caught it. Reserve your spot on the Sea Adventure or two online at hmlanding.com or call H&M Landing at 619 In
9: 1144
1: And Southern California, we do want to welcome you back to our Rod and Real Radio. Well, we've got one more segment, and I couldn't think of a guest that I would much rather have on to tell us what the year 2015's been like, what's going to be happening at HM Landing and just talk fishing in general, let's welcome to Rock and Rod Reel Radio, Captain Frank Ersetti, owner and operator of Ranger 85 and Constitution Sports Fishing. Captain hey. Frank, welcome to the show, sir.
11: Hey, John. Thanks. Boy, what a welcome. I really appreciate it. And no, uh, we
1: appreci- appreciate you making time to be with us, Frank, because I know even though we, we think that, okay, it's the off-season, it isn't the off-season because... It's still busy for all the the boats of the fleet, and especially uh, uh, the skippers running out of H&M Landing.
10: It really
11: is. It's been an incredible year, and uh, it really hasn't, uh, I want to say it's slowed down just a little bit with a few of these fronts that came through here early winter. But, I mean, there's still good catches of yellow tunnel being made. Um, Our half-day boats had steady action between rockfish and a few bass. We had a yellow this afternoon on the Premier Um, it's been, it's been a year that just keeps on going. So, um, 2015 is certainly one for the record, but we thought 14 was incredible, but this year just seemed to just come on steady and then just absolutely exploded. Um, I think that we, uh, I think we ran out of fishermen for a little bit before we ran out of fish this year. That's for darn sure.
1: Well, you know, uh, The deal is, Frank, is there's still fish out there, and when it comes to your entertainment value, dollar for dollar, you can't beat the price of sports fishing out of San Diego here.
11: No, you can't. And you look at what's going on uh, anywhere up and down the coast, and you, you, you really hit the nail right on the head. sport fishing is a tremendous bang for your buck in terms of outdoor recreation and Looks like we're going to have just another one of those years. There's a good catch of yellowtail made today at the Coronado Island. Um, I believe a little better than 120 fish for the three-quarter day boat. Um, there's over 25 for the three landings in our dock total here in the basin. Um, it's just uh, there's still tremendous opportunity and it's December, John. Typically when everybody's stashing their rods away, they're going hunting, they're thinking about other sports, they're thinking about doing other things, but don't do it. It's just going to be another one of those years. Summer, or excuse me, winter is going to turn into spring before we know it, and we're going to be back at it again. I think uh, I think we're going to have a strong, strong spring, and I think we're going to have another phenomenal summer season. So um, it's we're we're in that cycle right now, John, and we're we're all taking advantage of it. That's for sure.
1: You know, we uh, had uh, Captain John Guest from uh, Faith Sports Fishing on with us earlier. He's, uh, you know, newly out of H&M Landing. He wanted to stay aboard to say hello to you, but he had traveled all the way down from Orange County and walked in right at the uh, beginning of the radio show and said, hey, listen, I've got to get going, man. I haven't even been home this weekend. But he was telling us that he is just biting at the bit, waiting for the 2016 season to come because from all anticipation and predictions – It's estimated, guys are thinking, it's going to be actually better than 2015.
11: What's your thought on that, Captain Frank? I I don't doubt it at all, the way the water setup is. uh, The biomass of seed is just going to make things bigger and more numerous. And I I really feel, um, you know, I really feel that we are going to have a tremendous spring and summer. I don't think that we're going to have those
10: huge,
11: huge cold intense. Northern storms, yep, I feel that we are going to get some rain this season. And without getting too scientific in with it, I think that rain is very, very good for that biomass of feed that we need here. And once we have that here, that's just the ultimate setup, setting the stage, so to speak, for that game fish that San Diego is built on, those pelagics, whether it's bluefin, yellowfin, or, both. the guy even say albacore, I don't even want to whisper it. Um, <laughs> It will be within range of San Diego this coming season. You remember last year, those fish never left the bank. Guys were fishing bluefin all the way into January, February until we had some heavy weather. And then the you know, the, the efforts came away from the banks, came away from the Cortez and the Tanner. And then we started with early, early springtime yellowtail, seemingly up and down the coast. And I think we're going to see that same thing. We still have yellows around, maybe not biting quite as good, although today there's a good hit. But there's still fish around from the northern Channel Islands all the way down here to below the border. So there's still an incredible amount of fish here in the Southern California bite, And yeah. I, I, I feel that we're going to be able to take advantage of that again this winter, spring, and this coming summer. Uh, John, you know, like. My new position, I'm, I'm captain of the death there at H and M Landing now and I have never <laughs> seen or heard so many phone calls of late like guys booking charters early for two thousand sixteen because of, you know, the last two seasons that we've had. It's been a tremendous boom for the charter industry. I mean, guys are really, really chomped at the bit to get their trips on the books to this type of season. So great. I, boy. I think
1: good. we've got to reiterate that fact, uh, you know, all winter because of the fact it, that if you want to get out in the prime time on the boat of your choice out of HM Landing, uh, you've got to do it now and not even wait for the sports shows to come up because most of the people go, well, I'm going to wait for uh, Fred Hall or wait till they come down here to Del Mar in March. And I, I bet you can probably guarantee that a lot of the prime time is going to be taken up, and maybe all of it by that time uh, uh, the, sh- the show's come around.
11: Well, I never want to say all of it, but as a guy who works those shows vigorously, and now, you know, I'm, I'm in the office and I, I handle a tremendous amount of phone calls a day for the entire H&M fleet, as well as my own two boats, the Suns have been ringing with inquiries and guys, you know, calendaring their dates. And it's never... Ever too early to book a date, and it's it's amazing. More guys got off the boat this summer just on an absolute high because of how good of fishing uh, we had. That that's that's what's going on. Guys were already booking right away when they were walking off the boat this summer. So a, a lot of the fleet is really well underway. So it's very important for our charter masters who haven't pulled the trigger yet to get that 2016 calendar out and get to work and start getting those dates on their horizon with their guys. It's super important to book early this year.
1: Well, not only that, uh, you know, last season we had some of that confusion about going down into Mexican waters, who could, who couldn't, what did you need or anything like that. I know right. not all the questions have been mitigated, but we had uh, uh, with uh, captain uh, guest that was on with us. He says, there are some permits uh, for chartering down to Guadalupe Island, which, uh, you know, if, if that be the case, holy, Christopher, what a, what a fantastic trip that is. But just with the accessibility of the Mexican coastline and I believe uh, uh, U.S. sports fishing boats being able to take a couple of bluefin tuna per angler there, this is, it's just going to open up Southern California and fishing out of San Diego to, to an extent like maybe we've never seen it before
11: things are going super good with our relations with Mexico Ken Frankie and the girls in the sac office are truly to be commended for their efforts this year and uh Ken has made some tremendous strides especially here this month in December with with uh reaching his hand across the aisle and and working with those down in Mexico this last week he made some tremendous tremendous um contacts friends and i should say truly did a a, a huge amount of goodwill with the Ensenada Sport Fishing Association, which is our mirror image of the Southern California Sport Fishing uh, Association or Southern California Sport Fishing Association, in fact, and it's going to bode very, very well for our fleet um, in the coming season. So it's it's uh, the opportunities that we're going to have in 2016 will be unsurpassed from what we had in 15. And I want to also reiterate, John, it's important until we until we um, Bridge the other issue, the passport issue. Those anglers wishing to fish, whether it's on uh, day and a half trips this winter that are so so popular, fishing rock cod down the coast, and sure. colonnettes, and that wintertime yellowtail that we had last year, or those wishing to fish the coronado, fishing yellow, it's important to make sure they get either a passport or a passport card. So plan in advance, give yourself plenty of time to get that. Um, that's very very important. Now, that's just those trips the fish within. 12 miles of the coast or any one of those islands in Mexico. So make sure you have your passport for this coming season. Very, very important. That way you won't be left out in the cold.
1: Boy, well, you know, we were lucky. We were one of the first to go down with Captain Chuck Taft on uh, The Legend, and we hit some of those beautiful bluefin tuna when they first started coming across into U.S. waters. And it just seemed like after May, Uh, There wasn't any reason for us to go after bluefin down into Mexico, and we had a tremendous season here off our local coast, but we can't always depend on that happening. So making sure that you have your passport or you have a passport card so that when you get to the landing, the skipper goes, hey, this is a hot bite and we're going down there. You want to be included on that trip.
11: Absolutely. You want to make sure you come ready. To go for just about any situation. So it's been it's been an incredible year. Looking back when you mentioned Chuck, Chuck think about Chuck. Chuck has had just a phenomenal season. He had an incredible year with the legend and then when they finished off there at the end and went and made his big Wahoo catch. It's just uh it's, it's just <laughs> been an incredible, incredible season. All the guys I'm just kind of looking over um, you know, historical counts and guys from this season just from from, you know, from the Chief all the way on down, just very, very good fishing for everybody for the first string for the legend. Kenny on the dial up, phenomenal charter year. Um, Alex on the Constitution with us first year, full, first full season with the Constitution this year, an incredible, incredible year. Frankie on the producer, Tim on the premiere, Clay Williams purchasing the old glory, Rick Scott on the Ocean Odyssey, the guys on the Malahini. Oh. Stand back. I mean, three-quarter day fishing at its finest this year. Um, (laughs) Scott on the Sea Adventure 80, always an absolute class act, and the list just goes on and on. I know I didn't. And and that crazy guy you have on on the Vendetta
1: over there, man, is he a fish-catching machine.
11: What's that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. Uh,
1: Ray Summers on the Vendetta.
11: Hey, hey, Frank,
1: uh, a lot of people aren't familiar overly with a lot of the boats that you mentioned or can't associate them with one landing at all. Uh, you've really set up your website, you know, a new website that's really well. Why don't you give us that information on how people can uh, see the different boats that are available at H&M, uh, you know, run down to see the type of trips, get the schedules, and start looking at where their plans can fit into any one of the schedules for the boats that are going out of the
11: landing. John, thanks, and, and it's real easy. In fact, we put together a, an easy website, and it's very, very simple to use or navigate uh, booking system. So you just go to hmlanding.com. That's going to land you right there on our homepage, and as you navigate right underneath that banner, you can hit the trip calendar, and that will open up our trip calendar and show you what's going on daily And if you want a user's inside tip. Just below that trip calendar, once you're on that page, below that banner, you'll see a little gray button to the right that says Legacy Style. You click that and you can load more pages or more trips on one page. You can also filter down and select just the boat that you want or you can select just the type of trip you want. So if you're interested in just three-quarter day trips or just two-day trips or just a three-day trip, you can click on that and the calendar will filter down. To those types of trips on the very left it's important to put in your range of dates just like you would if you're going to maybe book some air travel and you would just put in your date it's going to show you everything you need to fish.
1: all right captain frank that's it for 2015 i know you've got a couple of more fishing days left in your schedule this is the last of it for rod real radio thank you for being with us you know, kind of, sh- you know, dusting off that crystal ball, letting us know what you think 2016's going to be like. But most of all, thanks a lot for making the most memorable year in fishing that we've seen in a long time, and we look forward to going out with you here in the not too distant future.
11: John, thanks for thanks for being here and promoting our industry. We really appreciate it.
1: All right, Captain Frank. Thanks a lot for being with us. Frank Ersetti, H&M Landing. Give them a call, 619-222-1144. Just go to h and Get on that website and choose the trip of your choice. Hey, well, Wendy, that's it for 2015. Thanks a lot for all the great work you did this year.
2: And Happy New Year to everyone.
1: Hey, we do want to wish Happy New, one to every, happy new Year to everyone. So on behalf of Stan, Wendy... I'm along. wishing you a good night. Have a good 2015, what's left of it, a great 2016. We'll be here next Sunday night on Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at Say Stay safe. We'll see you on the water. We're out for now. Good night, everyone.